Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Today we get the privilege of baptising 20 people, uh, two people up at Rowley, 18 people here across our two services. You're going to hear from some on video and you're going to hear from some live as well. Here's our first few on video. Check it out. Growing up, I've always been a Christian. My mum and dad and their mums and dads, they've both been Christian. So I have always been like involved with God within throughout my whole life. But it's only recently through my own intervention where I've decided I'm going to follow God for myself and for my faith to be my own faith instead of my parents' faith. Family intervention made me decide that, yeah, I'm going to follow God for myself because I want to see what it's like with my own path, but also stuff like Limitless, that that whole being involved with various other people who hadn't given their life to God completely and had given their life completely. So I was kind of in the middle and I was like, I'm going to give my life to God as soon as this like portion just ends. So, well, the difference that Jesus has made to my life is it's kind of just everyday little things. Like sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I don't know what to do and maybe I should pray. And I'll just go and pray, just whether it's before I eat, after I eat, in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, it just kind of happens, it happens. Jesus made a difference in just the way the way I perceive myself and the way I perceive others, like just more, more kindness, really. Just kind of helping more people out and just trying to be a better version of myself than I was prior. I've chosen to get baptized because I just felt like it was time. If I don't do it now, I might just keep putting it off for later. So I was like, I've got to make a decision to do it right now because there's going to be no other chance. You've got to do it now. Go for it. Mm, For me, there was really no life before Jesus. I always knew Jesus was there. I always knew he was, I always knew of him, but I never really went out to seek him until recently because I just piggybacked to my parents' faith. So, yeah, there really wasn't a life before Jesus. So I first made the decision to follow Jesus at an event called Limitless One, where they called everyone who had known of Jesus but didn't yet make the decision to follow him. They called them to the front. And I was one of the first people to get up and go to the front. And from then on, from then on, I've always been following Jesus. I felt he was just, God was just calling me and he told me it was my time to start becoming a Christian for myself instead of relying on my parents because they're not gonna they're not gonna always be there for me. I think following Jesus has allowed my mind to be more clear and allow me to think and be more focused rather than my mind always being hectic and me always lashing out and making some bad decisions. My parents told me that when you come to Jesus, it's not, you don't come to him and you're perfect. 
come to as you are and he'll fix you. So I was always trying to put off being baptised until I thought I was at the, at the level to be baptised, but now I realise I can be anywhere and be baptised. So yeah, I thought uh, n there's no time like the present. So yeah, now's the time to be baptised. life I felt like I was weird and sticking out of the crowd and was made to feel like this was a bad thing. During my time at school I was badly bullied and made to feel worthless. People pretended to be my friends so they could set me up and spread rumours about me. Every time I felt like I was starting to fit in they would laugh and make fun of me. The only place I felt safe was at home and church. Three years ago I was diagnosed with autism and dyslexia. A year later, I was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. I was struggling at school a lot and I was going home almost every day saying I felt ill because I couldn't handle the school environment and noise. Sometimes I would refuse to go out the front door. That's when my parents took me out of school and decided to home educate me. Around the same time, we joined Life Central. It was at this point that I began to rebuild my self-esteem and began to accept me for me. I have five amazing friends from school who have stood by me no matter what and have made a huge impact on my life. I have been raised in a Christian home with a Christian family. I have always gone to church and sometimes even dragged my parents along when they were thinking of missing a service. Until I joined Life Central, I believed in God, but I didn't feel satisfied with what I already knew. I had lots of questions that needed to be answered, and even though my parents have answered them, I needed some more my own age range to explain God in a way that wasn't boring. Life Central youth leaders have helped me a lot with this. My family and church family in Bromsgrove and Hale Zone has shown me that Jesus loves me no matter what and will protect me. He has surrounded me with people that make me feel good about myself and accept me. The most important thing is that Jesus knows I am perfect just the way I am. That's why I want to spend the rest of my life following Jesus. That's why I'm being baptised today. Fantastic. And keep, there's people, they're in pits on the front row here. Uh, keep your tissues out because we've got some more stories uh, to share with you. So why don't you put your hands together and welcome Natika, Chloe and Stephen to the stage. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Keep it going in the sights as well. Fantastic. And so these guys are going to share some of their story live uh, and then we're going to do some more singing and celebrate what God is doing in people's lives. So put your hands together for Nick Tika, who is going to go first. Morning, everyone. Um, so I'm Natika, um, and my testimony today is um, I grew up in the church. So as a child and a young adult, I always knew the importance of God in my life. And when I had my two children, I also raised them in the church too. Um, after going through a few tough years, I, I found that I was beginning to question my faith. I found that I was surrounded by fog and I couldn't see a way through. Um, I'd never felt so alone and I felt as though God had abandoned me. I couldn't feel his love. I could no longer hear his call. 
Um, I struggled for three years, believing I was on my own, um, that God wasn't with me anymore. I was no longer praying, I was no longer reading the Bible, and I was no longer attending church. Everything felt wrong, but eventually I realised it was me who had deviated from God. I began reflecting and stopped looking at the things that had gone wrong and looked at the things that had been going well. It was then that I realised that God had always been with me. He did not abandon me. It was me that had run away from him by trying to do and deal with everything myself. Everything I have done, continue to do, and will go on to do is because of God's will, not my own. Every hardship I've endured is because I strayed from the path that God had set for me, and he needed me to understand I always need to put my trust in him in order to get back on the plan and the path that he always had for me. God has always been with me, and he will always be with me. I've never felt so fulfilled, so loved, and so grateful for his love and his guidance. Keep the applause going for Chloe, who's going to share her story. I'm Chloe, and this is my testimony. My mum and dad got married when I was two years old. My brother was born when I was three, and my sister was born when I was six. My mum took me to Doddle Group here at Life Central when it was Zion when I was 18 months old. I started going to church on a Friday night to Kids Zone when I was four. When I was 10, I started going on Sundays, and my brother came along too, although we didn't enjoy it as much, so we stopped going. At the youth weekend in 2018, when I was 16, I responded to a talk and said yes to Jesus for the first time. I kind of expected life to change instantly, but it really didn't, especially as I never really told anyone about my decision to follow Jesus fully. However, in the summer of 2018 was when I felt his presence for the first time. It was the time he healed me. I suffered with debilitating anxiety, which led to me not eating very much at all. I lost a lot of weight and had anemia. I couldn't think about food or eating without feeling extremely sick. At one of the youth events, there was a response at the end where we could stand up and get prayed for. So the youth leaders around me prayed for my health as I was going to a new college the next week and I was anxious about that. As the prayer ended and I opened my eyes and the worship started again, they asked me how I was feeling. That is when I realised I could think about eating without feeling sick at all. And after that event, I went home and ate a full bowl of cereal. Now, it doesn't sound much, but it was more than I'd eaten for a whole month. I've had other experience with him since then, but that was one of the most significant moments of my journey so far. I'm getting baptised today because he has changed my life for the better and I can't wait to live for him. And I know he can help change others' lives through me. Wow, incredible. And keep the applause going for Stephen as he comes to share his story. Hello, church, friends and family. Uh, my name's Stephen. I'm happy to be here today to be baptised and um, recommit my life to Jesus. I've been born again and been committed Christian for over 40 years. I married my beautiful wife and we've recently celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary last month. We've got two amazing daughters. My youngest daughter, Chloe, and my wife decided to get baptised at our last baptism service. This has been a very difficult year, but I'm not alone as Jesus walks with me every day. Throughout my walk with Jesus, 
I've witnessed the miraculous in having God's protection and provision over my life and the lives of my family. I've seen God intervening, saving me from what should have been a fatal road accident. And when my eldest daughter was a toddler, she survived a potential life-threatening incident with no injuries. These have been uh, used in more detail in testimonies throughout my Christian life. I've also journeyed throughout more difficult and traumatic and troubled times throughout these 40 years, and also with the loss of loved ones. I know that despite difficult times and circumstances, it is important to remember that if we die in Christ, we share eternity with God. In this world, we will have trouble, but God has overcome the world, amen. amen. I have an amazing wife here today, Julie, who walked with me for over 30 years. We've witnessed the enduring love of God when we gave our lives to Jesus, who we love. I'm excited today. Baptism to share this experience with all those other people who are getting baptised today. We can all thank Jesus for dying for us through sacrifice on the cross, defeating death, amen, and opening the gates of heaven. So to live in eternity together by declaring Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Thank you, church. Amen. Wow, what incredible, incredible stories. And keep the applause going as these guys make their way back to their seats. We're going to be dunking them in the water in a few moments' time. But we're, we're going to sing and we're going to celebrate. So in all of our sights, I want to invite you to stand to your feet. And we are going to sing a song that is called My Testimony. You've just heard people share their story, their testimony. And you know... Um, you heard about the miracles that, that Chloe and Stephen talked about. We get excited when God does stuff, but there's a line in this song that says, the miracle that I can't get over is that my name is registered in heaven. And you know, if you're a Christian, if you've made that decision to follow Jesus, you can celebrate that your name is registered in heaven, that you have got access to God the Father. If you're not someone who calls yourself a Christian, in a few moments time I'm going to explain how you could do that. Maybe you want to open yourself up to starting a journey and beginning your story with a relationship with Jesus. But I think we need to celebrate church. Am I right? About three of you agree. Shall we celebrate what God is doing in people's lives today? Let's do it. Let's sing. Wow, come on. Why don't you grab your seats in all of our Sights. It is a lively morning. I tell you what, if you think it's lively today, you want to be here next week, it is going to be going off. Listen, we are, um, we are five or six weeks into a teaching series that we've been calling Unequal. That is what this strange symbol behind me is. It's the mathematical symbol for not equal to. And over the last five or six weeks, we've been working through a series called Unequal because we believe that Jesus is unequaled in the history of time, that there is nobody that is equal equal to what Jesus has done and is still doing, as you've heard today, in the world. And so we really, really do believe that. And over the last um, five or six weeks, we've been looking at some of the things that Jesus said about himself. They're called I am statements. And we've looked at things like Jesus said, I am the bread of life and I am the light of the world. And if you want to look into those, you can. They're all available on our YouTube channel and on podcasts 
as well. But today I want to look at something that was a little bit of an outrageous statement for Jesus to say. And actually it's a three in one kind of deal of what he says. And I quite like it when people say outrageous statements because I think like when celebrities do it and they clearly cannot back it up, I quite enjoy how silly they look. And it's a little bit, it's probably an insecurity in me, but, you know, I'll leave that for therapy. But I enjoy some of the things that people say. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is, in my opinion, is a slightly above average footballer, and I'm used to watching those because I support Liverpool. But um, he, he said this about himself when he moved to Paris Saint-Germain and played in the French League. He said, it's true, I don't know much about the players here, but they definitely know who I am. What a big head. When he... Um, when he, when he got, when he got married, uh, engaged, he was asked whether he got his fiancée a present other than a ring. And he said, what do you mean, present? She got Zlatan. I reckon he probably got a punch in the face for that one as well. Kanye West, known for being a bit of, you know, loving himself a little bit. He said this, my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. Honestly, it's funny, isn't it? When he can't back it up. Get this, right, this is something else he said. I am the number one human being in music. That means any person that's living or breathing is number two. There's a lot I could say about that, and I'm sure Sir Paul McCartney's got some things to say about that as well. But Jesus says something that is quite, like, it's controversial, it's, like, outrageous what he says. And we're going to uh, read it, um, I'll read it to you. It's from the book of John. And the context is, um, Jesus is preparing the disciples. It's like in the week leading up. It, it happened at some point during this coming week. And he, he's preparing the disciples and he's talking a little bit in code. He doesn't say, right, boys, on Friday I'm going to die. But don't worry, in two days, like three days later, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rise again. So you don't need to panic. Like he's, he's talking, he's being a bit cryptic in the way that he talks. Um, and he, he, he's explaining something and the disciples don't quite get it. When we read it, we can go, he's clearly talking about he's going to die, but like we've got the, the benefit of hindsight. But uh, Thomas, one of the disciples, he says to him, he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And then Jesus says this, this is his outrageous statement. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it's quite a like out there statement for Jesus to make. And I want to I want to look at the three things that he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and unpack it a little bit more for us. You know, when Jesus says I am the way, uh, and he says no one comes to the Father except through me. There are many ways to Jesus. You've heard six stories already all really different and in a few moments you're going to hear a few more stories we are baptizing 20 people across our sites and services today and they have all got different stories if I went around with the microphone which would make a lot of people very nervous and said how did you come to Jesus there will be different story after different story after different story after different story you know there are many different ways that people can come to know Jesus but there is only one way that you can get to the Father, and that is through Jesus. Through what he did on Good Friday, that we, we remember this coming Friday, that Jesus died on a cross. In fact, God, you know, God was so holy and so perfect that God cannot be in contact with anything that is sinful or like we are. 
God cannot be in contact with us, that he cannot still be holy and still be in contact with us who are, who are sinful, who get it wrong, who mess it up, who say things that we shouldn't say, think things that we shouldn't think. God can't be in contact with us. So what God does, did is because he longs to be in relationship with us, because he loves us so much, he became a human in the form of Jesus to pay the punishment that we deserve for the stuff that we do wrong. And you know, the, the cross, what Jesus did on the cross is he, he kind of made like a bridge between humanity and God. You see, you cannot come to the Father unless you make a decision to follow Jesus. And Jesus is the way to, uh, to God. And that's why he says, I am the way because he is the only way that we can have a relationship with the creator of the world. Jesus also said, I am the truth. And this is the thing that a lot of people get offended by. And I think people get offended by because they don't, we, we mix up the difference between relevant truth and absolute truth. And, you know, relevant truth is like, I own a black car. Now that is true of me, but that might not be true for you. You might own a red car, but also like truth is relevant to me because it might not always be true of me. One day I will own a red Ferrari. And so that statement will change. And so it's true now, but it might not be true in the future. That's relevant truth based on my circumstance. But absolute truth is whatever is always valid regardless of parameters or context. And so absolute truth is like human beings need oxygen to breathe and to live. Like that is not going to change unless we evolve into X-Men. Like, we will always need oxygen to breathe. Absolute truth is always truth, true, no matter what happens. And what Jesus is saying is, all the stuff I've told you, all the stuff that I've said I am, it is true, even when the circumstances make you doubt it. Jesus saying, I am the truth. You can trust in me. I am absolute truth. What I say is always true, regardless of what is going on. You see, the context is that Jesus is preparing his disciples that in a few days it's about to go down. And Jesus is saying, it's going to look like it wasn't true. Trust me, it's true. And guys who are being baptised, I want to say, there's going to be times where you doubt it, where you're not as confident as you were on the videos or on the stage, like where you're not as confident as you feel today. Trust God that he is always true. He is always truth. And, you know, your context might be that you don't, you're not sure what you believe. You're not sure whether you believe what, all this nonsense that we're talking about on stage today, and that's okay. But I want to say it is true regardless of your context or your parameters. And so whether you believe it or not, we still believe it to be true. And you might never step foot in a church for another 10 years. In 10 years' time, God still longs to be in relationship with you. God still loves you. Whether your life goes up or down or west or east, whatever goes on in your life from, he, from this day on, God will always be longing to be in relationship with you and will always love you and is waiting for the moment that you go, oh, I might have another look at this. And it will always be true. And Jesus says, I am the life. You know, he's the source of life. Jesus is, is part of God. It's complicated to explain with 10 minutes um, but Jesus was there at the beginning of the world and he is the source of life um, life but you know we we have this saying that, that we use and we we believe that Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life 
We don't believe that Jesus makes us perfect and have a, you know, nothing ever go wrong, but we believe that Jesus makes our life better and makes us better at living life. And that's kind of what all the people who are being baptized are saying. Jesus is about life. You know, we, we say Life Central is a place to discover life. Jesus is all about life. In fact, the last miracle that he did before saying this was raising Lazarus from the dead. And then he doubles down on it in a week coming and says, hey, you thought that was good when I brought that dead man back. I'm about to die and bring myself back. He doubles down on the fact that he is the life. And, you know, for me, like, and my relationship with Jesus, I, I see it as this. Like, Jesus knows, knows about life because he's the author of life. And so the things that he says, like, even if I stopped believing in the God stuff and stopped believing that God, like Jesus was God in human form and just took Jesus as a figure in history, as a, as a you know, a, a thinker and a teacher, and, like, I took it into that, like, so much of what he says about life just makes sense. Like, and I'm kind of like, even if you don't believe in the God stuff, check out what Jesus says, because it makes loads of sense. The stuff he says about forgiveness isn't some super, like, spiritual thing. I know that it does me better in my own mental health and well-being to forgive than to hold on to the hurts that people give to me. Like, I could go through loads of stuff that Jesus says and I go, do you know what? It doesn't matter whether you believe that he's God in human form. It just makes sense. Why? Because he is the life. And actually, the God stuff really does make a difference because of the two other things that I just said. But how dare Jesus say this if he can't back it up? How dare Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and then die a few days later? Well, actually, the guy that predicts his own death and resurrection and manages to pull it off, I think, is probably pretty unequaled in the history of time. And the guy who is still transforming people's lives... Thousands of years later, people who, you know, 20 people who are going to go and get in a, in a bucket of water, a bucket of water, like a little hot tub kind of vibe. It's not special holy water, it's just Dudley Council water. But like, this stuff is an out, outward declaration of an inward decision. That's what we say. It's people who are outwardly saying, hey, this Jesus fella that everyone's banging on about, he's transformed my life. And I've made an inward decision that I'm going to follow. And this is a public way of me saying, I want to, do, I want to follow him as well. And they, they, as, they, as they're lowered back, um, it symbolizes them, them dying with Jesus. And then as they're raised out of the water, it symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus. That's why we don't, we don't clap and applaud while they're down there. But when, when they eventually pull them back up after 20 minutes... That's when we celebrate, because we're celebrating them finding life, and we're celebrating that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that Jesus has risen, which we're going to talk about next Sunday. And so those of you being baptized, those of you who are Christians, today's a day to really, really celebrate. If you're not a Christian, I want to say, check it out. I want to invite you back. You might not be ready to come back next Sunday, but you know, come, come back in a month, come back in a year. The doors will always be open on a Sunday to you to come and join us. Come and check it out. Ask the questions. Come back and join us. You know, Whatever site you're in, I know all of our sites are doing some great stuff on Easter Sunday in, in Clibri and Hagley and Rowley. Please do chat to the people there and say, what, what's going on next week? How can I join you? We want to invite you to go on a journey to discover who Jesus might be for you and what is your way to find in the way the truth and the life but don't just take my word for it I want to deal you a few more stories do you want some more stories 
turn your eyes to the screen. Here's three more people's stories, including one of the people who's getting baptised at Raleigh. Have a look. I can never remember a time when I didn't know Jesus because I went to church from the womb. And um, uh, my parents took me as a baby. I was baptised as a baby at 15 weeks old and uh, brought up in a church that emphasised the fact that God's grace is always with you. When I grew up, made my own confession of faith uh, and uh, made a public declaration that I was a Christian. I was about 13 when I uh, decided that I'd follow my parents' faith for myself and um, I was um, uh, 18 when I was uh, received into full membership as it was called then um, and uh, that is uh, actually 40 years ago so uh, it's been some time since I even considered uh, making a declaration. My walk with Jesus has grown obviously as I've, I've spent years with him. Um, I've had experience of the Holy Spirit as well and um, I've been a Christian for a very long time. It would be hard for me to say what life was like before Jesus because I was in the womb. <laughs> uh, it would be hard to say what it was like before I became a Christian um, because I always understood that Jesus was with me. I'm being baptised now because I want to make a declaration uh, and because I realise that I've missed out um, because of my upbringing, I've missed out on the opportunity to, to symbolically be uh, uh, put in the tomb and raised with Christ. I've missed out on the opportunity to feel washed clean. I've missed out on the opportunity uh, to um, make that uh, stand and say, yes, I'm doing what Jesus asks us to do. Uh, and in doing that, I hope that other people who haven't had that opportunity will realise that they can do it as well. I've always had Jesus in my life. From a very young age, I went to Sunday school that my nan used to take me to. I always had that, always had that like Christian background, but it was never like a big feature in my life. Then growing up, I've reached adulthood. Um, I left home at 18. I then had two children at a young age. Um, and you know, I've now got four children. I've tried to be a teacher. I've had years on the dole. I've had years where I've been a teacher. I've had deaths in my family two years ago. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, from which I had to have mastectomy, lymph nodes removed, chemo and everything, um, all that type. It took about 18 months um, and it was towards the end of coming out of that, that thing of cancer where I've sort of managed life on my own, you know, getting through on my own without any Christianity or anything. That was what brought me then, that I got to, life, got to come to Life Central Church and my life completely changed for the better, because that's when I met Jesus. I was invited to a 21st birthday party of Megan, someone in the congregation, and there, while I was there, I met Josh, who comes to Life Central, who used to be a pupil of mine, I used to teach him. I said, oh, do you go to church? Because I was interested. Do you go to church? And he said, yeah, I'll go to Life Central in Alzoin. So he picked me up on the Sunday morning, and I came, and I absolutely fell in love with the place. So from the first Sunday that I came, and with reading my Bible, 
Having Jesus in my life has completely transformed it. Since I've understood who Jesus is, it's made a massive impact into my life. It's completely transformed it. Through my Bible study, through my Sunday services, through getting involved in all the things that Life Central have offered, and, and now learning how to pray and actually speak to Jesus. Um, my life is transformed. It's something I don't think I could ever go back on now. And that's why I really, really want to be baptised today. I can't really imagine my life existing anymore without the presence of Jesus in it. Life was always full of questions, questions that I could never find the answer to. I found myself quite often wondering what my purpose was in this world. I never really felt like I had one, not really. I've struggled with my own battles since quite a young age. My faith first came to light within myself in 2015 when I was 14. I would travel over an hour and a half through the centre of Birmingham to school and one morning myself and my friends were assaulted. I found myself trying to deal with it on my own and seeking silent support from Jesus. I'd be laying in bed on an evening not long after it happened and during the court case, my brain full of questions struggling to come to terms with what had happened and I'd ask him for guidance. I put my trust in him to path out what was right. There's a phrase in the Bible in Isaiah 41.10. It states quite a simple phrase, so do not fear for I am with you. Although I would always keep my relationship with Jesus private, I've always felt comfort in knowing he was there. My own mental health has always been very rocky and we as Christians know that the things in our life happen for a reason. I've always felt comfortable telling people I was Christian, but I'd always be too scared to go into any more details with regards to my faith in fear of judgment and criticism. God found me in a place where I was so broken, I felt too weak to lean on myself. Last year in July is when I met my partner Alex and it wasn't until October where I began to realise there was another reason Jesus brought him into my life. My mental health took a turn for the worse and I became very depressed and suicidal. Alex helped me to view my life through the eyes of someone else and also strengthened my faith, allowing me to become more open, forgiving and accepting to Jesus' path for me. Not long ago, I heard someone say, God can turn some of the most painful headaches into a beautiful testimony. This resonated with me massively that we need the hard times to be able to strengthen our faith and our relationship with Jesus and have a story to tell in his name. Whatever happens is down to him and he will guide me as he does everyone else on our journeys, no matter how different they are. <laughs>